My name is David Birnbaum. Welcome to The Safe Space. Today, my guest is Tom Nowak. Tom and I discuss self-esteem, which I'm really grateful for him uh, being able to talk about it so openly with me. Tom has struggled with his self-esteem, and it's often an issue that actually comes up while him and I are together. I've definitely struggled with my own issues with self-esteem for many years, but I'm very grateful to have a very sort of steady view of myself now and and a very good view of myself. I'm very proud of the person I've chosen to be and the person I've developed. And it's interesting to see that contrast with Tom and how Tom often has a harder time feeling good about himself when him and I are hanging out, which is unfortunate, but it's also very interesting. So him and I talk about that. We talk about self-esteem generally and why he thinks he still struggles with his. If you've ever struggled with your self-esteem or if it's something you're still working on, I really encourage you to check out this episode. I know it would have been extremely helpful to me a few years ago. And it's unfortunate, but many people struggle with self-esteem today. And so the, the more that we can talk about that honestly and openly and what are the root causes of these issues, the more I think we help many people and ourselves. As always, if you like the show, please subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app and consider supporting us at thesafespace.ca. Hey, Tom. Hello. How are um, you, David? I'm doing pretty well. I'm excited for today's conversation. Um, I like talking to you. And this is an interesting topic because today we wanted to talk about self-esteem. And I mean, I'm interested to know your thoughts on self-esteem because, you know, I have my thoughts on myself and I have my thoughts on you. Um, And you brought up this topic. So I'm interested to hear why you wanted to talk about it and what your thoughts are initially. Well, uh, where should I begin? Um, Why do you think it's important to talk about self-esteem for, for you and for me? I think, I think it's an issue that we discuss a lot around me. Um, and I think I'm in a very weird position around the topic, uh, because, um, I think that um, I'm in this state of of having self-esteem, but uh, not admitting that. (laughs) That makes sense. It's almost as if you have, you lack meta self-esteem. You don't think you're worthy of admitting how much self-esteem you have. Yeah, I mean, like I, I act on a regular basis I do pretty good stuff. Like I don't, uh, I don't act against my own interests. And I, and I, I, I know that I'm doing good work. Um, like I'm making use of my life towards things that I, I want. Uh, yeah. but I'm still having trouble with, um, I guess actually being okay with my my own behavior or um that felt that sounded wrong I, I don't really know how to describe this it's like um, well so yeah the just you know to sort our thinking the idea in in my mind is that and I think you agree that self esteem there's you have to feel that you're able to live right you can make it in the world and that you're worthy of living that you can 
that it's worth living, right? That you are worth living uh, or worth life or whatever it is, right? Um, and to me, it sounds like you definitely know you're able to live, right? You, you have goals that are actually your goals and, and you can accomplish them and you can see that you can accomplish them. But for some reason, it's not enough. It doesn't just, that just does, that doesn't click into place and you don't just feel great about yourself because you've achieved your goals. And I very much can resonate with that, right? And when I was a university student, I accomplished, I knew how able I was. I was very capable of achieving my goals and they were my goals. Um, but if anything, um, you know, if anything, I felt too powerful for my own good. And so it was like, there, I'm, I felt I was so able to achieve my goals that there was basically no hope of me being worthy of it. Right. Like it was, it was like too much of a gap. So I wonder, cause I made a joke about how you're, you don't have meta self-esteem Right. Um, but that is, I think, part of what being worthy of living is. Right. You have to feel that you're worthy of being worthy of living. Right. That like uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, um, from what we've talked about before, um, I think that I do good work, but I'm not doing enough good work, mm. uh, which is strange. Cause I, I, I mean, there's not a time in my day where I'm not doing something, uh, that is at least mildly productive or, or helping me with, with, with creating things that I want. I mean, I take breaks and stuff and I play video games and I watch movies, but those are all like, I, I, I never, Okay, I wouldn't say that ever, but I rarely feel bad about doing those things because I know that the other rest of the time I'm like I'm getting things done towards what I what I want in my life, um, uh, and yet, like I think I could spend the same amount of time that I'm spending now and and actually do better, but I like it's like this weird uh, floating concept for me. It's like it's uh it like i i say like oh i could do better but i don't really ever try to say what that better is or or figure it out right and i mean that that's really tough because then you'll never reach it right if you're if your aim is always better and you hold better as the primary you'll never you can literally never achieve it right and so it's you have i suppose I very much try and set concrete goals. Like it's, it's an implicit undercurrent that I'm always trying to do better. And, but I have explicit goals that, you know, I'm trying to reach. And then when I reach that, I can feel proud and then move on. And cause just, cause actually you're the one who made this point to me very strongly before is that, you know, if, if, let's call it perfection is unattainable, then you'll just always feel bad about it. You can never reach it. And, and you know, I've really absorbed that quite well. Um, that no, okay, what I'm not aiming at better, I'm aiming at this good. And that good is really, really good. And I'm aiming at it, but because it's actually a set amount, let's say, 
I can see the progress, right? It's not a floating progress. Oh, I should always be doing 10% better, but then I'm never making any progress, right? If I'm always should be doing 10% better, it's like, no, I should be doing X better. And then when I reach that, I can set a new goal uh, or, you know, in the meantime, I want to, I want to add for context that, and, and we can talk about this as well, if, if it's of interest that, you know, we're focused on you a bit, but I think both of us are taking for granted that I have a pretty good self-esteem and whether or not that's true, we can talk about if it's of interest, but just in case people are wondering why um, it's kind of Tom focused. Uh, Cause then we can talk about the interesting contrast between that in our dynamic as well. Um, I'm not really sure, but I, I wanted to just uh, highlight that. Well, I mean, so when like my relationship with you, um, I was, uh, I was really uh, envious of how quickly you could uh, um, you could turn on that 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 facet that faucet of self esteem uh, because um, like when I when I met you like the first time to talk about philosophy um, you seemed obviously very intellectually curious and. I mean, you, you were not that concerned with, um, like you didn't, I didn't think you were, um, like, I didn't think you had super, uh, depressing thoughts about yourself or anything like that, but like, I don't think you were as willing to just say like, yeah, I'm, I'm the bomb and like, I can do the things that I, that I, that I set out to do. Right. Um, but like, I was very envious of the fact that, um, once you learn the value of that and of yourself that you could just say, yeah, like I'm great. Um, because, uh, I could, uh, I, I, I rarely do that. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I really wish I could, um, be the kind of person who like, uh, if like, I wish I could like be, be great and be comfortable with, with saying that I'm, I'm doing really well. And then when I want to improve, I'd want to like, um, be as if I was viewing myself from a tower far away and like, like planning, like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do this and, and, and I can do this better. And okay. But like, you know, I could still say like, I'm really great right now and I can plan towards being better, but it's like, I don't know. I'm missing that. Um, uh, I'm missing uh, I don't know what I'm missing. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting. And I mean, I suppose if you knew what you were missing, that would be a big piece of the puzzle. And it's hard because, you know, it's part of psychology as well. It's like every person's uh, links it, it are, are somewhat different. And I'll say a few things as to how I've managed to, like I have boatloads of self-esteem and I still have like uh, remaining issues because I did experience really bad depression and stuff. So sometimes there are doubts, but like, yeah, I feel really great about myself, which is good. And I I literally wish everyone could feel uh, this way about themselves. Um, But there's a few key reasons. One is I faked it really well for a really long time. So in university, I seemed like the guy, I was the stereotypical piece of crap, full of themselves, narcissist type, right? Um, And so like the neural pathways or something of thinking I'm good, um, 
even though it was fake, those actions, those mannerisms, they were there. And so like, I hated myself. I felt I was garbage until I was 25 or 26, but I knew how capable I was. So half of the battle I've known since I was a kid, I've always known how capable I am because I could just, I, you know, so I've talked about how I think I have Asperger's, maybe not here, but with you before. And part of that is it, 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 I had always had this kind of zoomed out view of myself. And I just kind of watched my own experience the same way I watched others. And so, you know, there was an issue with that, many issues with that and, and the actual enjoyment of life. But it did allow me to just look at, you know, what I could do versus what other people could do. And I was capable. And so I kind of just knew that I could see that. Um, but that is totally disconnected from the, am I worthy of that? And because I could see it so vividly, it was very much in contrast. I didn't feel like I was worthy of it at all. I didn't even know what it would mean to be worthy of it. And so I really hated myself because I could see, I definitely am not worth this. Right. And, but I could see how clearly that, what that thing was. Um, and so when I started to kind of understand myself better and, and get to know myself better and start to choose to be right. Cause it's the ideas were a being of self-made soul. We, we create the person who is worthy. And so it didn't just happen. Right. It was like, no, I took on everything that I had in terms of my ability to create my values in the world. I focused for multiple years and, and so when we first met, I was kind of at the end of a year-long depression, but I had been starting to turn all of my capabilities on creating myself, choosing how I wanted to be such that I would be worthy of my own capabilities. And I had such high standards because of how capable I thought I was. And so I had to put in a lot of effort to try and be that person for myself. Um, but it's, it's funny because one, one last thing I'll add on this point is, you know, about a couple months ago, I did an episode of a podcast on pride on the virtue of pride. Um, and you know, at each, at the end, we were trying to have takeaways as to how do we can add more of this to our lives. And I came to the meta pride thing. Like I was, I wasn't willing to be proudly proud and just say, no, I'm really proud of myself. I feel great. I did, but I didn't want to project that. And so it was almost like the next level. But so I, I appreciate that you thought it seemed smooth and easy for me from your perspective, but I assure you it wasn't. It was, you know, perhaps we met at a point after I had done a lot of heavy lifting because I, I, I had a really bad starting point in, in many regards, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I, I didn't take that into account. Although like, I, I know you, you've told me that before that it was like, you were not in a good state, uh, before we met. Um, I don't know. It, it, it just, it, it struck me as so strange, it, or it strikes me as strange that I um, I have the right ideas, and yet it just hasn't happened to me yet. <laughs> I, well, I know that I'm, I'm sitting here acting like it just has to, like it has to kind of like dawn on me or something. But right, and so that's why it's it's not that it happens to you; it's that 
you have to work at it, I suppose, right? If, if self-esteem is a value, it's something you act to gain, right? So it's not that, oh, I don't have it as much as I'd like, why, uh, so I just have to wait or do other things. It's no, how do I add more? What are the steps I can put in place to give myself more self-esteem? And it's very much not the way the culture talks about it. It's like either you have it or you don't. And like, and I mean, so it's not fake like it you make it fake it. I mean, that's what I had done and it doesn't work, but it, it kind of helps. But no, it's you have to actually ask yourself, why, why don't I have self-esteem? Or when you have moments of feeling you don't feel good about yourself, paying attention to those and saying, oh, why did that come up? You know, why is that feeling there? And on that note, I actually wanted to ask, because we've talked before about sometimes, I'm wondering, sometimes do you feel a lack of self-esteem when we hang out and we chat because of like the contrast, let's say, with how you view me? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, uh, I've, I feel that... Um, yeah, whenever I feel the contrast between someone of greater self-esteem than me, uh, then uh, I get, I don't know, I get uncomfortable. Like, I'm, because <laughs> I start thinking a lot more about, like, why don't I have this, right? Like, like I have the, I have the knowledge of how to do it. And, um, and that's, that, that feeling has, has followed me since, I, I want to say like middle school uh, because <clears throat> um, there, I mean, there were very few of these people, but through my life, I, I had met people uh, who like, they, they just got things done and like, they were so good. And so like, so good at getting what it is they wanted in a, in like a good way, not like cheating or like, I, I don't yeah. like those people, but, but like, people that were like, just like these really virtuous people. And, um, and I would compare myself to them. And I'm like, and, and especially in romantic relationships, I mean, I'd say, I'd say like, oh, I, I want this person in my life, uh, but I'm not good enough, right? Like I, I can't, uh, I'm, I can't, I don't have that sense of self-esteem, so I don't even deserve them, like in my life. Right. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just followed me. Um, but I mean, I admit at that time, like I had no idea about these things. Like I'm kind of, I'm, I'm looking at this all retrospect and I, I have the words for it now, mm -hmm. but like, that is what I looked for in a lot of my friendships and relationships. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I appreciate you sharing that as well. And I think, yeah, I definitely didn't have any, concept of self-esteem really right i had no i think the culture doesn't really talk about it properly to for people to know and, and if they don't feel it they don't know what the concept is right so it's like hard to actually understand what's missing it's just kind because of, if if all there is is kind of a hole or a void it's hard to know what should be there instead and i don't know if you had that because that's what i had i just had a hole Right. And then it's like, you know, how do I fill this hole with sex, with with partying, with whatever else? Right. Um, 
I don't know if you were as extreme into those things as I was, but that's definitely how I tried to uh, fill my my lonely, holy soul, empty soul. Your holy soul. Holy, H O L E Y. Um, I don't know because I avoided these questions for a very long time uh, mm. because I uh, I I left my homegrown um, kind of religious thoughts. And for a long time after that, um, I just didn't want to think about this topic uh, because it was, to me, I, I, I guess the word is traumatic or it's just like, it made me really uncomfortable. Um, yeah. And uh, the result of that is you become a very cynical person <laughs> who likes to laugh at like just everyone's problems. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, you know, eventually I, eventually I was like, shit, like this, we need, I need, I need to figure this stuff out. So mm-hmm. um, I'm glad I got out of that. Yeah. It's really interesting. You use the word traumatic because this is, you're the first one I've ever met who's used that other than me to explain their view of their past. I don't use that word anymore, but I was trapped in this, like I viewed my past self as with trauma. Like I couldn't believe that's how I was. And it was very much like behavior that manifested because I didn't have self-esteem and I, I didn't have that view of it at the time or even when I was viewing it as trauma, but it's really quite, you know, it, it's kind of the stereotype of someone who lack, lashes out, someone who acts out, they do it because they don't have self-esteem, right? Like that is almost always fundamentally the case, right? Um, but I, I want to ask you, if, if I had come to you and said, hey, Tom, I, I'm having trouble with you know thinking i'm i'm worthy of living with my self-esteem in that regard i know i'm really smart i have a good job and these sorts of things but some for some reason i don't feel like i'm worth it what advice would you give me uh i think the advice oh man sorry i i haven't been pitched this before but I, I like the concept. Uh, uh, if somebody came to me with that problem, um, I think first I, you, you have to identify like, what is it to be worth living, right? Like what, like, what do you mean by being worthy? You view being worthy as like at the end of your life or after your life, someone is going to judge you based on a weird arbitrary set of rules and and if you if you made it you pass right like um that's like obviously the first thing i'd have to look at uh and then the next part is like okay well what is like what is actually a good way to view being worthy of living um and i would say to that um you're worthy of living if Um, well, if you, 
if you have the capacity and the drive to live like you're you're worthy of oh man this is hard to this is hard to describe see see this yeah, is and, a, and i don't mean to put you on the spot i'm not saying it's an easy answer but that wasn't we'll, a good answer i didn't like it but i mean i'll, I'll think about it maybe we'll come back to it another time but it it did trigger in me a concretized way of thinking about this from from what i understand of your perspective um so you said when you were talking about per, like being able to live and and pursuing your purpose you clarified that you do take breaks you watch movies you play video games and these sorts of things but you said you do those things because you know you're still pursuing your purpose enough, right? And and I'm wondering, and you don't have to answer now because I wanted, I'm giving you a thought experiment, but feel free to answer now. But I'm wondering when you're in those moments and you catch yourself thinking, should I be doing this right now? Do you tell yourself, no, I, I can be doing this right now because it's okay, I pursued my purpose enough today. Or are you telling yourself, no, I can be doing this right now because this is what I want to be doing. This is enjoyable and this is my life. Because I was trapped in the former. I could only do things when I thought it was not detracting from my productive purpose versus, no, this is my life. It's my enjoyment. And I'm doing this right now because this moment is worth it to me. This moment is worth living. Uh, I know that this is going to kind of date this, this episode, but because of COVID, um, uh, the, I think that that mentality has slowly shifted towards the better form of that. If, if you're saying the latter is the better, um, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, me too. Uh, and I think it's because, uh, when I'm, because of the fact that I'm, I'm working in the same place where I'm living, um, there's not as much pretense associated with all of my actions. Uh, when I was working in the office, you know, I was at the office and I was working there. Right. And when I got home, um, you know, it was a physical place and I couldn't do work at, at home. So whenever I was playing games and stuff at home, uh, I would say like, oh, like I got enough work done to, to um, deserve this. But now, uh, also because like my sense of time has been completely destroyed by this, this whole thing. Like I, I work yeah. just completely weird hours, but that actually, that's a good thing because yeah. um, I take breaks when I actually really need a break and not when I just think it's t like, it's a set time to yeah. take a break. Right. And when I take a break, I know for a fact, I'm like, if I keep working now, um, like not only will my work suck because I'm just not in the mood and it's like, no, I, I want to do something else. I like my work, but like, I really want to enjoy this part of my life right now. I'm going to take mm -hmm. this break. So that's, that's really good. And I think that is, it's, it took me a long time to shift my thinking around that and about you know, being worthy of living, if all you do is work, that's not a life worth living, right? So a life worth living is an entire life worth living and having other values and stuff. And I found also with slowing my life down, 
because the things I used to like doing for joy were always very high energy and, and like very much intensive. So there was no reflection on it, right? And so it's more kind of the low key things that just add value to a life that then it's like, oh yeah, no, I'm doing this right now because because this is my life and this is how I'm choosing to, to use it. Um, yeah, so I mean, I really appreciate you talking to me about this because I think it's an important topic and, and it's one I've not really explored much. And so I, I really value that you are being, are, are able to be open with me about, about this. Cause I know it's something it's like the, it's like one of the most core struggles in someone's life. Right. And, and it's how you feel about yourself. So I really appreciate that you're, you're open to share this with me. Yeah. Uh, from a non-personal perspective, I think, I think the main a, a major issue that we don't we didn't really dwell on because I think we both are very much in agreement about this is the biggest hurdle to self esteem nowadays or just in general in the culture is the fact that most of our culture is dedicated to saying you don't you shouldn't have self esteem like the, like you like we just live in a world that like completely shuns that concept completely or they make this like superficial thing. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. And and I definitely think we should get into that another time because yeah. even I'll, I'll just end with this because I, I have a tendency to want the last word, but <laughs> I'm working on that as well. Fine. But uh, very much in line with you said, even when I hear the term self-conscious, it has a negative connotation only, right? Like if you're, oh, are you self-conscious? That means like you feel bad about yourself. I'm extremely self-conscious, but I feel so proud of myself, which people then think is somehow wrong, right? So it's only valid to be self-conscious in a negative context, which I think is just abysmal um, and unfortunate. Thanks, Tom. Good talking to you, David. <laughs>